This podcast is part of the Faking Fandom Media Network. Head to fakingstarwars.net slash podcasts for more hilarious shows about geek culture topics. Welcome Mandalorian Fakers to the Mando Roundup, brought to you by fakingstarwars.net. It's time to kick back at the saloon with a dust stick or two and enjoy this week's recap of the Mandalorian. Ah, bounty hunting is the life. Wouldn't you agree? Mmm. Oh, this is delicious, Teeb. You know what I'm drinking? It's called Nepenthe. And it's amazing. It's an amazing beverage. Uh, You can insert these tiny little nanobot droids in it um, that are possibly going to infect me and change my personality so that I rebel against you and make this podcast all about uh, watching, you know, crappy SNL cameos and old washed out sci-fi comedy uh, actors that um, like just got washed down the gutter of Disney Lucasfilm into this episode. Does that sound good? Would you like it if I did that? Does that sound like entertainment worth paying $15 a month for? Because I could do that for you if you wanted. This is, I mean, it's not as terrible as Gulliver's Travels, but it's damn near close. It's, it's pretty it's, close. It's yeah, pretty close. Yeah. I, Teeb, I did not have Lizzo and Tenacious Turd playing um, Space Croquet on my Mandalorian bingo card this week. That's for damn sure. Yeah, why does Grogu like to torture small animals? Are we ever going to talk about this? <laughs> yeah. Well, anybody, we want to welcome you here again to another episode of the Mando Roundup, brought to you by Faking Star Wars Radio, the official podcast of FakingStarWars.net. And I am your tenacious host, Storm Duper, a long-suffering host at this point, uh, giving us our review and reaction to Episode 6, Season 3 of The Mandalorian. Teeb, uh, it's great to have you. I'm going to need you for emotional support. Uh, you're going to just have to pinch me and calm me down here or maybe hit me over the head uh, with a brick or kick me uh, like, you know, a battle <laughs> droid or something like that because I, I got problems, my bud. <laughs> I will reset your memory chip for you if if, if that, you know. I mean, you're drinking the Nepenthe. Is it Nepenthe or Nepenthe? Nepenthe? Nepenthe. So you're, you're good. Nepenthe. Yeah. I have my own Nepenthe. That I am also drinking, so I might have personality shifts throughout <laughs> this episode as well. Like, how has know. a drug company not used Nepenthe yet? Like, it means, like, nefarious, horrible, like, ancient beverage that causes, like, dismal depression, I guess. No. <laughs> like, you can just hear the ad, you know? Uh, Nepenthe does not... Please, please, contraindications are high blood pressure, watching too much Star Wars. Yeah. Anyway, uh... This stuff writes itself. Um, all right, Teeb. Well, uh, if it's your first time here on the Mando Roundup, we like to start it off with Teeb's patented Roundup on the Roundup. What happened during this bonkers episode, Teeb? Okay, well, John Favreau stole from my material uh, the origin of Shmi Skywalker because I saw it play out in this episode at the very beginning when we saw the sea monkey trying to marry the fish person. However, in my not story i mean i'm not i'm not i didn't make this up i was just reporting what i what i know about shmi skywalker uh she basically has that same scenario where she is being pursued by pirates and that's why she ends up on tatooine because she is actually in love with somebody she's not supposed to be in love with and it's this whole thing but yeah so essentially that's what you get at the beginning you get like a romeo and juliet star wars crossed lovers octio and squidiet is that what they were called Octio and Squidiet. I mean, that's what I'm calling it. Because, okay, yeah. and she's uh, like a like a captain of some freighter, but she's also a sea monkey, and she like sits in water on the bridge. I guess she does. She sleep in this tank. Like, what is the deal with this tank, and why isn't she in it all the time? Like, is it just an arbitrary thing? Like, every once in a while, she's in the tank, and then she's not. Is I didn't it kind of like that. an avatar when, like, in the second avatars, they can breathe for, like, 10 minutes, you know, and then they need to, like, re-up their nitrogen levels or something? Or maybe it's just, like, a tanning bed type thing. Or maybe she just likes to take a bath, you know? I mean, I remember in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, there was a story of these uh, ships, and the one captain on the ship was taking a bath for seven years straight. So, I mean, what else are you going to do on a spaceship? There's not much else. Jeez, I can't even stay in the shower for like five minutes because, you know, I have this like slow drain and it, it'll be up to my knees if I stay in there too long. <laughs> the, because the of all the, all the poop of Dagobah and Dagobah. don't drain yeah, very this, well. No, there's yeah. really terrible drainage here. So anyway, 
There's privateers, which I called last week. I called privateers. I actually said the word privateers. I don't remember the context now, but uh, I said something about privateers. privateers. We'd fire no guns, shed no tears. Now I'm a broken man on a Halifax pier, the last of Barrett's privateers. Yeah, and they like show up and they're like, we hate love. Love is stupid. We are just hired to take this little prince frog person, uh, um, you know, fish man back. Thank God they didn't have anything about it being a trap because that would have been like, you know, too many times that they're going to have a Mon Calamari say it's a trap. It's kind of dumb. And then... They end up going to uh, Boca Raton and then go to this planet called Pleasure 15 or Pleasure or Brazier. Plazier. 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 I thought it was Brazier when I first heard it, and I'm like, yeah, why not? Sure. <laughs> why not at this point? <laughs> Brazier 15, is that is that uh, the the bra size of the queen of Brazil. Oh, don't get me started on that. So, yeah. So, and they go there and apparently democracy is still in place in this place. Pleasure. I don't know. And there's like a duchess and it's Lizzo. Spoiler alert. And not spoiler alert. She cannot act her way out of a Sarlacc pit. Okay. She's terrible. She's terrible. Like Tim Meadows level terrible in this episode. It It was hard to watch. At first I was like, Wow, this actress is really terrible. I don't know why they got her. And then I found out, oh, this is Lizzo. Now I know why they got her. And now I know why she's in it. Because she basically put a gun to John Favreau's head and said, you will let me play with that little green baby or I will kill you. And that's pretty clear based on everything that happens in this episode. Where at the... Uh, yeah, and then they they go on like some weird side quest where they have to like sh- repair droids. It was like right out of a, a Star Wars game that I played, where you have to like go round up droids that are you know causing trouble. And instead of like helping them, Din Djarin kicks them for some reason just to like piss them off. Which it, it was like that Boston Dynamics video, right? Where like you just like walk up to the to the the robot and kick it until it gets pissed, and you're like, ah, oh, it's not trying to kill me. And so I think they modeled good. the motion cap on those things even off the Boston Dynamics. Like the way oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Because that's it. It's like it, they're constantly trying to like lift boxes, and then there's a guy, and his job is like poke at him with a stick and everything like that. So, I mean, I actually thought that was pretty funny. You know, I, I'm, I'm all for droid torture. Like, like more of that, please. And then um, they, like, uh, end up going and find... They, they, after they do their dumb little side quest, they're finally allowed to go find the Mandalorian privateers that are on the planet. And they're like, yo, hey, we want you to, like, be our leader, but we don't want you to be our leader because you don't have the dark saber. And she's like, well, fun fact, I picked it up, and it's mine now. And that's pretty much it. That's, like, like the, the level of, like, commitment that it takes now to be able to wield the dark saber. And then you get the credits. That's very it. That's nuanced. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we get two minutes of plot and a bunch of like Taika Waititi-ish Thor Ragnarok nonsense. Bizarreness. Um, Tio, I'm just going to say it from the beginning. I hated this episode <laughs> with a passion. I yeah. just thought it was complete bonkers wrong tonally. Uh, that's a big thing for me. Tone. I thought the tone of this was stupid. Um dorky even i mean just bizarre almost bordering on that of the star wars um special you know uh i mean holiday special-esque wow i mean i was getting mad vibes like i i mean they have millions of dollars and this is the garbage they came up with i mean it just didn't look right it didn't feel right it didn't sound right um you know i was thinking about liz i was like in a minute i'm gonna need a acting coach to help me out it's about like that was so <laughs> awful. Um, it was I mean, bad. <laughs> Black Jack, Jack Black is okay as an actor. He's fine. Oh yeah, he, he, he held, he held, he held up. He I, held I, up. I thought, I, 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 yeah, take it or leave it. I just like a stupid role. I mean, why are they hitting on this like post Empire integration theme so much? Like, is this really? Uh, the Mandalorian? I mean, I, I, it's not. Like, it's just, it's not about the Mandalorian if it's about this uh, garbage. Um, but I want to, I want to segue into our five W questions: who, what, when, where, why, how. With that, just up front, uh, you know, full disclosure. Uh, you know, other, you know, I'm not Christopher Lloyd. I don't have a secret subplot here. Uh, I'm not trying to pull the wool over your eyes at all. I did Wait, not like this you episode mean at the all. Char- the character named Commissioner Hellgate turned Hellgate. out to be a bad guy. I know, right? Hellgate. Yeah. <laughs> who would have seen that? 
mean, come on. <laughs> what, I mean, Satan Asball a... wasn't available? Like, were they run out of names? He was like an interesting blend of like uh, somebody from Jurassic Park, you know, taking control of like the Jurassic Park and then like, uh, I don't uh, know, uh, 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 Don't yeah. push that button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, okay. So, team, who? Who at Disney listens to the podcast, hates me, and is trying to make me miserable by manifesting all my negative predictions for how crap the middle of the season is going to be? Because I was absolutely right. I think I called it in episode two that I did not know where we were going, like, and I did not think the middle of the season was going to be good, and it hasn't been. Literally nothing has happened. We saved a kid from a bird, we took a bath, and we gave someone a sword. What else has yeah. happened in this episode, in this season? Yeah. In Nothing. this season, yeah, you're right. In this, in this, in this chunk of the season, yeah, yeah. No, it, it. There's been a lot of little side quest type storyline. There's, there's not been a lot of substance in, in the last couple of episodes where you could basically have made them five minutes long, and uh, with the exception of the, the weird Coruscant, um, you know, series within a series kind of thing, which right. I thought was actually. An interesting kind of choice to make, but I, di- I didn't hate that, obviously, like we talked about. Um, but that had more substance than anything that's happened in kind of the last t- two episodes, for sure. That had more intrigue, you know? I mm-hmm. That was the thing about this. I, is I, I was expecting, like, somehow there's going to be intrigue because at the beginning, you know, when they when they go to Epcot Center and they get on their little tube, <laughs> like, the it people forces mover? them to go. Yeah, like the Hyperloop thing. <laughs> the world of tomorrow. Yeah, like. <laughs> the world of pleasure. <laughs> it's sort of sinister, right? It just takes them away. But then all that sinisterness evaporates when they arrive at, like, the Cheshire Cat's tea party and everyone's just like, bruh, 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 we're in paradise yeah it's like you know uh like in the the fifth element or whatever in the Claston paradise blah, 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 you know it's just all it's just wrong it just feels so so stupid um i don't know but lizzo did look great i will say like as a set director costume director like that was a cool set it just wasn't in it's just not star wars but that little headdress thing like throne thingy you know what was that thing behind lizzo and where can i buy one the hollow projector of the wings or whatever. It was like some weird statue flower wingy no, thing. It apparently apparently it was a hollow projector kind of thing. Hmm. So it's like if you can't afford a chair, you can kind of hollow project the chair behind you, but you can't actually sit your fat ass down in it. It's just kind of behind you perpetually, and you can't sit. So she had like a fake throne that followed her around everywhere. That sounds pretty much like her actual life. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was really cool. I, I like that very much. So, yeah, I mean, very odd to have royalty in Star Wars and bringing these two Romeo and Juliets too, right? I mean, that that's the thing about this episode. Everyone in this episode is in love, except for the obvious Din Djarin and Katie Sackhoff, Boca, Boca Raton. Like, I thought that was going to lead on to something that maybe they were going to make out finally. I mean, how could you not? I mean, how many shots of Katie Sackhoff's rear end did we get in this episode? She is just swinging it around like a wrecking ball. I'm, 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 I'm telling you right now, Bryce Dallas Howard directed this one and she did the ice spider one which was really a great episode it's it's probably one of the best episodes of the the series to be quite honest right um so now i do have my questions about her sexuality she might swing a little little you know little towards boca there because she definitely was focusing in on that or maybe disney plus really just knows what they have going for them and what to focus on in certain certain shots well speaking of katie sackoff when did this show in your mind, when did it become the Katie Sackhoff show? Because she's killing it, and she clearly is the main character now. Uh, the Mandalorian is basically just Grogu's grandpa, and Grogu doesn't fucking matter at all anymore either. It's just about Katie Sackhoff and her stupid cult planet. That's exactly what my wife asked. She said, you want a question for the podcast? Here's a question. When did the Mandalorian become the Boca Raton show? That's mm. exactly it. I mean... I like the character, so I don't have any complaints, but I do understand why people would be, be saying that. I, I don't know if it's maybe more like kind of like, again, how the Book of Boba Fett tied into Mandalorian, and maybe they're going to be tying uh, Boca Raton into something 
more developed with Ahsoka, but honestly, I hope not because, like you said, this has basically been her entire uh, season. This has been the Boca Raton season for sure. Absolutely. You know, I'm just I'm waiting for you know Frank Costanza to come out in his you know in his uh, Hawaiian shirt and with all the moths and stuff. I mean, it's it's like all Boca Raton <laughs> all the time now. It's enough already. All right. Well, Teeb, where can I? buy some Nepenthe and sneak it into Kathleen's Diet Coke so she stops green lighting this garbage. Like I need to prove You can go to FSW uh, you can go to you can go to fakingstarwars.net and you go to the the merch and you will find Nepenthe for sale. <laughs> buy a vial Buy a vial yeah. of uh, a bad vial of Nepenthe and smuggle it into Lucasfilm. Pour it in the fountain at the the Yoda fountain. Oh yeah, that's yes. a great idea. Right. Everybody drinking out of that fountain of Nepenthe. And, huh. uh, yeah. That's, that's actually think... a really cool idea, actually. We should, like, 100% introduce that to Congress. We should, like, make all of Congress drink Nepenthe. Put Nepenthe in can, the water for everybody. And you can, like, you, then you could, like, control them. I love it. I love it. I mean, I. it's just so bizarre. I mean, this doesn't feel at all like Star Wars or like the first two seasons of The Mandalorian. You keep saying that though. You keep saying this doesn't feel like Star Wars. What what to you constitutes a Star Wars? The first season of The Mandalorian was super Star Wars, man. It was. Like you got this guy on this planet all by himself, like the cold, the alien, like everything was great. The tone was perfect. The the whole cast, I mean everything. But now gritty. we've just it's like yeah, gritty, exactly. Now we're just polished and clone wars. Now it feels like a CGI cartoon and and that's not I mean, that's just not my thing. I don't like that. But also, it's so different from what we had in this show. Like, there's no consistency. There's no coherence. And it just makes me wonder, like, how wacky are we going to get? I fear for my future, Teeb. Well, I have have some good news for you. I have heard through my grapevines that they are finally going to make an adult Star Wars show. And And it will be gritty. And it will be real. And it will be raw. And people will be, like, getting decapitated. There's going to be, like, body parts flying around with blood gushing out. NC-17 light you know what i mean like it's barely yeah. gonna be it's like eh, it's gonna be like wolverine or, or logan or logan or, right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and what's, what's that gonna show be gonna like be called what's the show gonna be called yeah the awakening okay that sounds interesting and you're gonna write the script to this one i guess i mean i have to because they're not getting off their ass and doing it fast hmm. enough yeah all right t well who what when where why was the premise for this episode so wacko i think i know where they were going with things um i will give a shout out to heavy spoilers and paul at heavy spoilers who mentioned that there was a lot of allusions to blade runner in this episode and i think that might have been what they were trying to do but the execution was garbage if that's what they were going for because it definitely does not feel like blade runner has gravitas and depth and and you can feel everything. This was like you said, like it was like a cartoon almost. It was. It was like the Clone Wars. But I mean, so separatists, a, a former separatist, hiding out for generations on this planet, suddenly decides to poison all the droids at the bar that they go drinking at, so that he won't know who's getting poisoned. So he can't really know how to control them because he doesn't know which ones have the new programming, so that they kind of sporadically revolt in weird, unpredictable ways that sometimes are kind of, you know, not that revolutionary or, like, interesting. Like, um... The, I feel like he was lying there. I feel so like that, he was lying. So that then people will revolt against the droids and remove the droids from the planet so then he, as a droid separatist, can take over? Like what? Like what? 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 I don't understand. Like what is going on here? Like it doesn't make any sense. And meanwhile, you got the Mandalorians camping out in the the soccer field next door to the Epcot Center. <laughs> Just I mean, and they're doing jack all uh, to to prevent anything. I mean. I don't know. It just made no sense to me. It Can did. It looked like the ESPN sports it? field. It looked like the ESPN sports field and 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 Walt Disney World. It totally looked like that. It was like they just landed a couple ships there, like where they run the Disney marathons out of. Yeah, the Star Wars marathons out of. I mean, yeah. talk about a perfunctory revolution, like utterly ineffectual. Let's randomly poison a few robots so that they like cut up people's steak into smaller pieces at the hibachi grill. <laughs> like, 
I, it just it doesn't make any sense. It's just bizarre. Well, see, what you didn't see was that, and you would you would see this in the Awakening. You would see the that droid, the the COO droid, the cook droid, actually sliced people up. It wasn't just uh, the food, and that's why they they didn't show it on the camera. And she's like, turn this off. So, what was actually happening is people were getting slaughtered there. But again, this I is see. it's a show for kids, so they just made it like you know, oh, they're just really fast and scary. And oh, this one ran into a wall. No, I will say this though, and I, I'll go back to what I was trying to say earlier. I think there was stories like this in the in the EU, right, in the expanded universe, where there was like these societies that didn't kind of know where they fit, and they couldn't turn to the Empire anymore for defense. And in this case, they were it would have been illegal for them to even have a standing army, as he said. So I think I I get what they were trying to do with this episode. It just had no teeth. It was it was very and again. Lizzo, the Duchess, knights Grogu. Why? What did he do other than hang out with her and help her cheat at croquet? I think it just it illustrates how pointless and stupid and superficial this society is. I mean, it's just these people are not living in reality. I mean, they they have some fantasy land, you know, this candy land. I mean, that's what this is. It's candy land. Epcot Center, is, is Disney taking the piss or making fun of themselves? I mean, that's basically what this is, is the Mandalorian goes to Disney World. I mean, it is because remember when they first get there, it's like we're going to take over. It plays that goofy music that like like a uh, small world music comes on in their ship in the Guardian. And yeah. then she's like, I don't have control anymore. It's like it's going to we'll guide you the rest of the way. I swear to God, it was like you're waiting here. Keep your hands and in, in arms inside the vehicle at all times and then hear it in Spanish. You know, you do it. Do it in Spanish. Keep your hands and, uh, in. Yeah. I mean, I just yeah, yeah that bizarre this. um the, the 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 best part of this episode really for me was the Ugnots. I didn't expect to see Ugnots on this planet, but I guess every this is like the you know if you go down to the lower levels of Disney World as well. I've had friends that have worked there, you know, and they got all these <laughs> intricate you know tunnels and everything, yeah, yeah, and yeah. people have been working there for forty years without going home, and you know the 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 trash uh, goes down this tube. There's no trash cans anywhere to see any anything. Everything's perfect on the surface, and then you go below, and you got the Ugnots, <laughs> poker, <laughs> and rewiring droids, and they're not our fault. I have spoken like <laughs> that's great yeah that's great no it's a good race point. of stubborn uh mechanics uh, that's what they are stubborn okay mechanics. okay okay but they say that the ugnots are the best droid repairers in the galaxy but then we also heard the same thing about the anzellans so is there going to mm-hmm. be some kind of like anzellan uh ugnot battle like droid battle wars droid yeah. wars yeah droid wars that, that could be like a puppetry show you know where they kind of like they have the puppets of the um uh the lithuanians yes yeah so it's like you get get the ring and then you got the two races create their little robot and then they fight to the death yeah battle battle bots yeah kind of like battle bots I, I would watch that i would go to disney star wars if they had that you know, on display, you could watch, and they could be tournaments, and fans could get involved. And that's actually why we're not going to celebration right now because they don't have that, and that's the only reason we're not going to celebration. Not because yeah. we're poor. Well, and also our visas have been restricted. So. Oh yeah, for After sure. Last time, Mine remember has. what happened last time at celebration <laughs> in Anaheim? I mean, you were yeah. How many people did you cripple riding that Millennium Falcon scooter? The, around i mean there were people and then there's people i mean they yeah, yeah. there's people that count and there's people that don't count and you know i, I ran over a couple of locals hmm. you know anaheimians do they really matter in the grand scheme of things no i do feel bad about some of the tourists that i ran over from dagobah though there were some of my people there and i do feel bad about them but i went to space jail i did all my time already and they gave me sushi <laughs> yeah I think I saw some chopsticks in this episode. I think I saw someone sitting at a sushi restaurant on this plazier planet, chowing down on some nigiri, fatty tuna, negitoro at some point. Okay. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like some I, I watched a video and someone said that they love it when Star Wars takes things from the real world and repurposes it. Um, like to me, I, I actually don't like that. I hate that. Like, one of the cringiest moments in Attack of the Clones, I mean, the whole movie is a cringe fest, but is when they go into the cantina uh, bar. And, and, well, no, you can see in the background they're playing football and, like, baseball. Oh, the, and the like weird droids, like, throwing the ball back and right. forth. Right, and, and it's just, it's too similar 
Like, yeah, how, why, why should Star Wars people ever be able to watch sports? I mean, the hell with them, right? Or, or, do, or, or do drugs or, or smoke cigarettes right. or, you know, eat sushi. The hell with them. They don't get to do the same wonderful things that we do on this realm of existence. I agree. I agree. It just it just feels wrong to me. It's almost like it would be better if it was exactly the same. Like, literally, if, if they're just playing NBA Jam. <laughs> like Marlboro's, the they got yeah, reds. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Something about it. It's like not enough change. It's not. It's not different enough. It's just so obvious what it was. And in this case, like, okay, I can accept the the quad croquet floaty little insect bug thing. I mean, that was kind of cool. I didn't hate that. But but the um the the police tape, like, is that really how Star Wars handles like? crimes like these robots show up and do a holographic police like surely that's inefficient to like spend all the electronic money you know the money for the power for the hologram of the yeah they should literally just shoot anybody that gets up by the crime scene just kill them and then just constantly create more crime scenes and then then you have like a barrier of crime scene dead bodies that will keep the looky lose out right because eventually people get the message that you better not walk over there or the cops are going to shoot you and i what what are the cops going to do anyway they don't have weapons like they're just going to say don't cross my invisible hologram or i'll I'll tell mommy i'll go to the droid bar and i'll tell everybody that you crossed the droid hologram line like what are these police you say cops but did you see the 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 police force they had were these little floating droid head things that looked like you could pick them up and like you know play uh like like bocce ball with them you know it's like these I little know. floating bocce balls like, i was thinking that too point. i'm like if you're like stabbing a mofo you're like i'm just gonna stab this guy don't mind me you're like just stab stab and then it's like um these little droid things roll around you please stop stabbing that guy please I mean, <laughs> literally if you wanted to you could go to the center of plazier yeah. Grab a grab a box of sushi and sit there, commit a crime, and then when the droid bots come, just grab one after another and just throw it down on the ground and crush <laughs> it. You'd make this giant mountain of them, and they would just keep coming around and circling you with their holographic tape and be like, "Don't do that! Don't do that! Please, don't do that!" Um, yeah. Wow, so that is exactly like Disney. Now that you say it, it's exactly like Disney World. The last time I was at Disney World, the exact same thing happened to me. I stabbed somebody, and these little, like little, little people came around me and were just asking me to please stop stabbing people. Amazing, amazing, Teeb. All right, amazing, Teeb. I like the sound of that. Teeb, I have a bonus question for you. Oh, bonuses! How many times did you say "what the" while watching this episode? Um, uh. Many many times I said that <laughs> I don't know like I did what actually was have your to personal I, I did, weirdest moment of this whole episode like where you just you know just bonkers bonkers I paused it when he said you had me at battle droids okay because uh, that was the whole tone of this episode right it's like I'm not taking anything seriously and neither should you um it's like you're referencing Jerry Maguire now it's like seriously like right. i get like cool nerdy sh- like reference that all day long you know uh, uh princess bride other disney things if you want the things that are like dungeons and dragons that kind of stuff stuff that's like geeky cool insider geek stuff but to reference romeo and juliet the 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 red the red queen right the the, the alice in wonderland mm-hmm. and then you end with like Jerry Maguire. You know, I was just waiting for somebody to say, Show me the credits! Show me the credits! You know? <laughs> it's yeah. like, it was bonkers. I mean, and again, Bryce Dallas Howard. I was like, as soon as I saw or I heard that she was, uh, you know, directing this, I was like, Oh, cool. This could actually be pretty good. Maybe and she just drew the not. short straw. You know, they were like, this This episode is undirectable. Let's give it to our best option. You know, maybe she Can you imagine oh, if, if someone else... Set her up to this? fail? Yeah, maybe. Whoa. Yeah. That's my, diabolical. My cringiest moment, I honestly, I almost didn't get through the intro. Like, when you've got the squid face <laughs> the and the intro. octopus face just tenderly <laughs> looking at each other. Like, I, I, like she kind of kisses him with her tentacles. I did. I did. I, like, I paused I mean, it. This is ridiculous. Like, I get that it's a little bit cheeky and a little bit camp, 
a little bit of camp is fine. But like they're literally saying he's my boyfriend. Like he's the like love of my life. It's like <laughs> you you can't even reproduce your I was wondering species. what that would look like if they tried to reproduce. Like he's um, she's what's she gonna do? She's just gonna like layer eggs all over the <laughs> spaceship and he's just gonna like and then that's how they're they're gonna have some mutational species that's gonna create uh, the harmony Kill between me. the planet. Kill me. <laughs> that is interesting though, T, because we maybe Disney does listen to the podcast, but we were talking about how their racist portrayal of the Corins was starting to get a little bit in, in insightful and, and just starting to I was getting kind of upset about it, but then they responded with this nice episode and we saw a different, more tender side of a Corinus. Would you say it was tender or would you say that she's still Imperial Space Gum? Well, she did kidnap him, I suppose, but it seems like she had him under her spell, and then she was like, it's just a fling. It's just a fling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My point is that she was really, real comfortable talking to the Empire, and that they mm-hmm. that side of uh, the Mon Calamar or whatever, or whatever the planet is, that side always leaned towards the Empire, and the Akbarian race always leaned towards the, the Rebellion, so... That's true. And they all live on Mon Calamar together in harmony Mon now. Calamar. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Teeb, it's time for some Jeopardy questions. So we've got four questions for you today from our listeners. And your job is to guess the answer before I ask the question, Teeb. All right. Tell me. I have, I have a, a new twist to this. You sure. tell me the person that's asking, and then I will give you the answer. All and right. then you can reiterate who the person is. This uh, question was asked by... Uh, Cam Ray of Cam Ray Cinema Productions. Cam Ray. All right. What is politics? So the question Cam Ray asks is, why didn't uh, the Mandalorian, Din Djarin, ask the Ugnaughts for a mind chip for IG-11? Well, there you go. It's it's politics. Because yep. he knows that if he doesn't get the part from the Anzellans or through some kind of Anzellan network, that he's never going to hear the end of it. When he goes to them and he shows up and they're like, "This is bad, bad, bad ship, bad ship. You not get from us. You bad, bad boy, bad ship. No, no hug, no hug for you. Bad." Never cross an Enzelin when it comes to techno parts. There you go. <laughs> All right. This one comes to us from Kimmy Star at Kimmy Star, Kimmy Skywalker on Twitter. All right. Uh, for her, I will say. You got to fight for your right to privateer. Okay. And she asks us, uh, where the heck is Obi-Wan and Satine's son, Corky? Corky. Okay. Well, like I just said, you got to fight for your right to privateer. So he is actually now a privateer working for one of the, uh, what do you call those? The sun, the red sun people. He's, he's. He's a privateer. Scarlet Dawn or Crimson Dawn? Crimson Dawn. Okay, you have to follow what I'm saying here. He's working for Crimson Dawn, but he's actually secretly a privateer. So he's like a double agent, okay? He's gathering information on the Crimson Dawn to give to the New Republic, but that's what he's doing right now. Hmm. Hmm. Assuming he even exists. I mean, he might not even exist in this timeline. So I didn't really even know who Corky Kreese was, but he's the nephew of Satine Kreese, Duchess of Mandalore. It's unclear who his parents are, but he does look just like Obi-Wan Kenobi. So Is he possibly, canon or is he legend? He is in canon in season three of The Clone Wars. Okay. So yeah. Obi-Wan up is what you're telling me? Obi-Wan cheated, uh, you know, the Jedi Order, uh, broke the rules, just like Anakin, it sounds like, and had a had a child. Is there anybody in the Jedi Order that <laughs> didn't have a kid out of wedlock? Mace Windu. Mace Windu doesn't. I'm not even going there, bro. Yeah. All right. This sec- next question comes to you from Lil Fellow 25 Drifter is a Jedi. And this is a yes-no question, but you can kind of e- elaborate as you extensively do at times. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking. This is a hard one. This I really have to think about this one. All right. This is going to be controversial, so I apologize. But a day without a droid. <laughs> so the question here is, can Din please be the main character in his show again? It's more of a request than a question, I guess. 
Well, I mean, it is a question he's asking me, and I will not give that permission just yet because I'm working with Disney on other projects, as I mentioned, The Awakening, that will be um, a rated R series, and I think it will be very well received. But my answer about a day without a droid is that they have you make sure you have to constantly interject uh, socioeconomic politics and mm. the declining you know democratic rule of america into everything that you do now because you are disney and disney must remind you all the time that everything is a terrible hellscape and please give them money and buy their crap that makes sense yes uh so it's trying to incite fear and doubt in normal people yeah i mean all the time i mean every every time i get an email from disney i completely I pucker up and I wait for the horrible whatever message I'm about to be receiving. But I do always take the light and anytime I see an email from Disney store and it says 30% off this crap and 20% off that crap and I go delete. Ah, how relaxing. <laughs> it's like I used to give them quite a bit of money. Quite a bit of my credits went to Disney. Not anymore. All right, Teeb, we got one more question for you from Dank Ferrick at Dank Ferrick oh on Twitter. All right. Oil can. <laughs> Oil can. So the question is, do you prefer the Mandalorian to follow the story of Mandalorian reunification? Or are you okay, are you okay with the series leading up to a bigger, all-encompassing New Republic story? I don't care about any of that crap. I just want IG-11 to come back. I would love if he was back and he became the Mandalorian leader. Okay, are they ever going to let a droid lead them? I mean, they're about to let a Grogu lead them, according to a lot of theories out there, that he's going to be the new uh, Taz Vizsla that's going to like unify the Jedis and the Mandalorians into one you know, super race that's going to ultimately fail and let the First Order be created. I honestly, Teep, I don't think that Grogu is going to have much to do with the rest of this show. I mean, his day is done. He, uh, He's just basically going to flop around... Fly, fly some, uh, fly some things. Fly, fly some bugs through some holographic targets. Uh, every once in a while, he'll save uh, Mandalorian's ass and coo and look cute. But he's not gonna do much else. Really? Nah. No, because he can't. If 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 Grogu becomes this all powerful leader, then you're gonna have to kill him. Because if he were so powerful, he would be in episode seven eight nine of star wars and the fact is he's not even mentioned because nobody had even conceived of him and so it would not make any sense if he did become this powerful leader because i mean it just it just it would fall apart if it would all fall apart i mean let's be fair it already did fall apart but it would fall apart on itself a second time and i i don't think that would be smart so i'm predicting that grogu will just fade into the high you know fade into the high desert uh on the back of the Mandalorian, kind of like in House, you know, at the end of House, where uh, House I haven't seen the end of House. Friend, Shut your mouth. Yeah, House and his friend, they get on a motorcycle and they just take off into the sunset. You know, quit their jobs Good. and go Good. to the beach for him and, to die of and cancer. And they gay out together and become gay. Yeah, Gro- Grogu's gonna get like colorectal cancer or something and die a slow, <gasps> painful death. Oh my god, that's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> So he ate too many space eggs, you know? Like Okay, look, John Favreau did not create this wonderful character to just have him flop around and be a baby for like his entire life. Look, just because he's not part of the the Force uh, Awakens doesn't mean that he's not he, he doesn't have the right to exist within the canon. I mean, he totally has a right to have some kind of impact. Remember at the end of the Rise of Skywalker, the whole resistance fleet or whatever the hell they're called they they show up you even see ghost from rebels in there so there's obviously factions of the galaxy that are unified against the first order before we kind of see them really you know act in in the force awakens because remember there's like that whole scene with uh, emo kylo ren when he's like i know who you are i know who you are too and then he's like well we're never gonna find out who you are because i'm gonna kill you so maybe that guy is like working with Grogu. You don't know. There could be there's stories within stories within stories. This is Star Wars, man. I think anything that they do with Grogu making him more important will just lower the stakes and make everything else they've done seem stupid and weird. Okay, but the point of being a father, a good father is what? What is what does it mean to be a good father? Two um, things. Okay. 
you want your kids to love you and to need you, right? And then to not need you, but still love you. Sure. So at some point, Grogu is going to have to become an independent entity, is my point, if Mandalorian is a good father. Well, he's got 48 years to become a Jedi Master if he's on pace with Yoda. So, I mean, maybe the way they get around it is they could say he's still in diapers at the end of Rise of Skywalker, and then maybe Rey finds him in a gutter somewhere, uh, hanging out with some quacky and monkey lizards, uh, begging for tidbits on Navarro, and then she Dancing kinda, for nickels? Yeah, and then he and maybe that's the, the quadrilogy, the, the next set of three movies is Grogu becomes the new in reincarnation of a Mandalorian Jedi and and then we get it you know joy from that um I there guess you we, go. we could you find out it. I mean maybe this weekend the celebration they're gonna announce the quadrilogy and it will all come home and all the chickens will come home to roost for Grogu to eat their eggs and then they'll cancel the entire project in two yes. years all right yeah, make sure make sure you have a lot of fun at celebration learning about all the crap that they're not actually gonna do enjoy that yes. Bob Iger I have some jokes for you from the Ficometer GPTO that we uh, have reprogrammed with some Nepenthe this week to be extra saucy. Um, okay. So, yeah, are you ready, T? These are about as flat. These are going to fall flatter than the jokes in this episode fell. They are pretty awful. I asked Taika Waititi if he would ever consider being a droid in The Mandalorian. He just laughed and said... As long as I get to make fun of the Mandalorian's helmet. <laughs> All right. What, a plus. What, what famous comedian style did you put into this one? Taika like, Waititi. Had, oh, okay. It's Taika Waititi. <laughs> that is such a Taika Waititi joke, actually. I guess. I, I'll be in this show as long as I can make fun of the Mandalorian helmet. Mm. Why did I the Mandalorian take his droid to the mechanic? Because it was Plo feeling Koon. a little solo. It was what? It was feeling a little solo. That's really good. I mean, is That's it? That's clever. I guess. I mean, Han Solo just put solo in anything, right? Uh, yeah. Why did the Mandalorian only drink a glass that was half full? Because he was feeling a little solo cup. I mean, just do it. There you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps you can explain this one to me. How okay. does the Mandalorian like his coffee? Black, like his droid's metal exterior. Ooh, that's shots fired right there. Okay, that's an AI joke aimed at how stupid meat popsicles are. Mm. All right. You have to be an AI. One. You have to be like, you have to have the mind of an AI to get that joke. Well, I get it. Why did the Mandalorian droid refuse to follow orders? Because his spark chip was from a bar across town. <laughs> because it was feeling a little R2D defiant. <laughs> huh? <laughs> I gotta. I I can tell we're gonna have to do a a version update on the old GPTO here. Yeah, the Nepenthe has not kicked in apparently. So no. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, Teeb, um, it's time for our predictions. What's going to happen in episode seven of season three of the Mando the Woman Delorean? Sabine Wren. <laughs> <laughs> She's coming. There you go. I know it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm holding out hope, man. We're gonna find out Sabine Wren is working with Moff Gideon. But it's a whole double cross. It's a whole like trick, trickery. I really hope that's the case, Teeb. Just just so I can stop hearing you say Sabine Wren when I ask about each one of your predictions, because it's getting a little irritating. <laughs> well, blame the mouse because until they produce, make make with the Sabine Wren, all right? Make with the Sabine Wren. And then I'll shut up about her. Actually, I, I think won't. That'll be even worse. I think my prediction last week was that Grogu and the Mandalorian and Katie Sackhoff, Boca, Boca Raton, were going to, like, make a little family. And they kind of did. Like, they were on the little spaceship, and they were a little family, like, going around, going to Disneyland together, right? So Sure. Yeah, if, you should. If when you go to Disneyland, all the droid, all the animatronics start to kill everybody, then, yeah, it's exactly like that. You mean they don't do that? I've never been to Disneyland. I thought that's what they were there for. Because you're a poor yeah. Um. I think that. I. I mean. I. I don't know. I mean. I. I know we're gonna get Moff Gideon. 
at some point. And at we only have point, two episodes left, bro. Yeah, it feels like they're trying. Like they just didn't have much plot this season, and so they're just trying to delay the one little plot thing they have. But I, I, I have to believe that seven and eight are going to work together in some way, and I think that we're going to see some dramatic changes going on here that'll coalesce the plot lines of what happened with Moff Gideon and uh, what happened with Elia uh, Kane with his character. Um, I think we're going to see him again. We've seen him now twice, Eli Kane. He's going to be back in episode seven as well. And we'll see Moff Gideon and their um, their gay relationship will be uh, exhumed for all to see and enjoy. Uh, and we'll see possibly, I'm predicting either the kidnapping of Grogu again at the hands of Moff Gideon and Eli Kane, or possibly the death and murder of Katie Sackhoff's character, Boca Raton, or somehow she's going to lose the Darksaber just as soon as she got it again. She just, she's really good at losing the lightsaber. Like, like this, like how many people in Star Wars, like, do not want their lightsaber? Like, I mean... Do you remember a time in a Disney-produced Star Wars show where somebody readily accepted the lightsaber? Like, you know, Rey is like, I don't ever want to see that thing. No, get away from me. Luke Skywalker chucks it off the island. Like, the porgs are like, yeah. And now uh, Katie Sackhoff, Booker Raton, is like, I don't want the thing that will unify my people, which is my main goal in life, the only thing that I care about. Uh, yeah, what is it? Do these lightsabers have cooties or... Were they used well, as... Well, my uh, lightsaber that I got from Galaxy's Edge, from Batuu, it goes off sometimes in the middle of the night it'll just like ignite and it'll scare the bejesus out of us like three o'clock in the morning you'll just be because like you went to a droid bar and drank some nepenthe (laughs) yeah exactly you got some bad nepenthe man bro you need to check your nepenthe levels because they're whack bro yep t what's your best scar rating on this two christopher lloyd yeah that's uh, okay look you give me jack black i don't care you give me interspecies, like, you know, Romeo and Juliet. I don't care. You give me Lizzo, you just lost the star. You just lost the best star, right? Right. Then you give me Christopher Lloyd, you get it back. Okay. So you get two. That's it. So I usually think, you know, going in, I'm like, everything's five out of five. And then I start subtracting, right? Yeah, okay. I, Very I had to do this one differently. You. Like, this one just started at zero. <laughs> Like, as soon yeah. as we got these creatures having, like, a love... I was like, this is bonkers. This is not what I wanted to watch. Um, and then adding, adding. And I, I didn't get I didn't get to add anything, T. I, I'm giving this a zero out of five. Oh, wow. I, you know why? Because I can't imagine how I would have made it worse without turning it into just, like, some poorly produced fan thing. Like, it's produced fine. Like, it's edited fine. The dialogue's fine. The the per, set production values are high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But except for Lizzo. Yeah, but like, what would I do to the plot and to the characters and everything to just make it less compelling and interesting? I I can't think of anything. Nothing comes to mind. Like, there's just nothing. They got. Did the you get that they were trying to go for like a film noir thing with like the finding the matchbook and like the the crime scene and stuff like that? And maybe just the execution wasn't there, but they were trying to go for something a little more gritty and real but it it got like bogged down in the ridiculous and you know retardery of all the you know space glam the whole reason that they were doing that was just for what because the mandalorians couldn't just jetpack off to find the mandalorian like what were they gonna do if they were like screw you guys we're not gonna do your little side quest we're just gonna jetpack over and and meet up with our freaking (laughs) like you know flight or freaking um uh Oh, what do you call it? Um, our, our, entourage? Um, no, no, like entourage of fluff, fluff of, of airplanes. Oh, squadron. Yeah, we're F- just gonna fleet, go and find flight. our. We're just gonna go and find our entire squadron of of uh, yeah. you know, airplanes, <laughs> spaceships. <laughs> and, and you're not gonna do that because they wearing off. Because all you have are these <laughs> tiny little robots that that draw lines in in this in this in space. Like, yeah, you, you have no nothing you can do to us. I know. I, I was thinking that too. It's like, what if they said no? And yeah. we're just like, now we're gonna go over there. You, you, you carry on. 
you know, have a nice... Also, are they a little too trusting to be leaving their baby with random strangers? I just thought they, about that. Yeah, obviously they didn't care about Gru. I, I thought they were going to try to eat him or something, you know? Like, as soon as they were left, <laughs> they are like, okay, everybody, it worked. And then, like, you know, um, a Grief, or, or um, not Grief Karga, um, uh, Gideon was going to come out from under, from behind the curtains, and he's like, okay, good job, everybody. Now that we've got this devil, let's take his blood, you know? Or something like that, but no. Oh, yeah, nothing. like in uh, Empire, right? Like, how yeah. kind won't you join us like and they say that line they're like won't you please join us and i'm like yeah. oh oh moff gideon or something's gonna be around the corner no it's just you know jack black and lizzo and they're like you want to eat some food with us and play with us and oh. yeah no nuance no subterfuge no subtlety just goofiness that's all it is and <laughs> if i were Jaren, i mean this guy is just either so whipped or bored or tired or still drying off. He's, he's got water in his ears still from his bath. But it's like, if I am the Mandalorian and I go on some stupid Epcot Center ride and they tell me that I have to like find their robot and kick it before they'll I can go find my fleet, I would just be like, screw you, dude. You're not going to catch me. You weigh 380 pounds like, and like you got a throne behind you. I'm leaving. <laughs> Like she can't even bend over. Star she can't even bend over to pick up her own damn tickle bug, croquet ball. I know. Yeah. So her I husband just, or whatever he is has to. Oh, here you go, honey. I got it for you. Yeah. <laughs> this episode was Jack total Black, garbage. Black. Just me, garbage. Black. Let me put it this way: if this was the first episode of The Mandalorian, I would have stopped watching it. Like I just would. Wow. Watch it. I hate it. I thought it was just absolute crap. Tell me how you really feel. Yeah, I know. All right, T. Well, that takes us to the end here. Tell the listeners, if they still are listening and can handle my negativity this week, where they can find us. Well, you can follow Faking Star Wars on Twitter and Instagram at at Faking Star Wars and on Facebook at Real Faking Star Wars. And if you want to submit a question for us on Twitter, use the hashtag FSWRadio and we might just actually read it next week like we did this week because we do actually do that. And sometimes we misrepresent your tweets as being directed to us when they weren't. And so that's nice for you, too. See, we're just yeah, like we to keep on we'll, giving. We'll steal other people's better tweets and incorporate them into the show from <laughs> yes. time to time. So you can also get official, uh, you know, you can get official FSW shirts and other gear at bit.ly at FSW merch. And if you'd like, you can follow me on Twitter at tbrontor. That's T-E-E-B-R-O-N-T-R. And follow FSW Radio on Twitter and Instagram, too. You can follow me at StormDuper. And if you like what you hear, you can support us at patreon.com slash fakingstarwars. You can sign up to become a patron and support us financially. We're asking people to give 10 bucks a month, which is a lot. And no one's going to do that. But if you give a buck a month, I will send you something handwritten in the mail with crayon. Whoa. Um, I'd like to thank Jedi Knight Taxus Carlson, if he's still alive, for being our Jedi Knight. And if you haven't written us a review yet, uh, please consider Carmen giving us a five-star review on iTunes, Podchaser, or your podcast platform of choice. It really helps us appear when people search for Star Wars on their podcast app. And if you write a funny review, I promise wholeheartedly to read it on the next episode. And one more thing, if you want to get on Discord, you can find us at bit.ly slash camraydiscord. We've partnered with Cam Ray of Cam Ray Semi Productions to discuss all things Star Wars, cat memes, and all kinds of crazy fun things. Please stay tuned to FakingStarWars.net for Star Wars comedy, parody, and quality satire. Thank you to you and all of our followers for listening. May the foe be with you. See you soon. Yeah, and remember, the Separatists were right all along. Yes, apparently they were. And uh, learn how to play your um, space croquet better, Teeb. Um, if you're not getting a quad shot, like, really, what are you doing? Like, Well, I don't have the help of uh, a little Grogu cheating for me all the time. Yeah, that's true. Jo- that that little cheating thing kind of kicked me off. I, I I don't get it. And that's why they knighted him, because yeah. now <laughs> you are rewarded for cheating. To, Ray to, Disney. Uh, Infinity and beyond. Next episode will be better, right? Sure. Yeah. Hold out that hope. Hold it right out so I can get chopped off and you'll lose another lightsaber. thanks for listening please write a review for this show on itunes or podchaser and be sure to visit fakingstarwars.net slash podcasts for more shows on our network